Hi, welcome to my podcast, On The Grow. I'm Grace Lee. In the last episode, Seasons of Waiting, I talked about a big life decision I made recently. I was really put to the test in that waiting season of whether to stay in my full-time job or pursue my dreams. I touched on the feelings and thoughts we go through during that season and how sometimes it takes making a big decision that is bold, scary, and intimidating to fully understand the waiting process. If you haven't heard it already, you should definitely check it out. In this episode, Seasons of Love, I have a conversation with my friend and fellow New York City-based content creator, Esther Santer, about her unique love story of how she met her husband, from ghosting him to a huge breakup and then to marriage. She gives insightful advice on viewing relationships, what this experience has taught her, and her favorite part about being married. Esther, the reason why I really wanted to hear your story on love on this podcast was because I remember stumbling across your first love story when you wrote it on your Instagram. And then I guess over time you started writing more of them. I really like how you like separated all of that. That story just really, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, I've stood been out putting to everybody me. on cliffhangers for quite a while. Yeah. Our love story hasn't even finished. I just love adding those pieces. Yeah. So I want to bring you on today to talk about that so I can hear more about it. Yeah. <laughs> love to hear your thoughts on relationships and love. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> So how we met was actually through my cousin, who is my husband's good friend and former roommate. I took over (laughs) since then. (laughs) Um, He actually, he got in touch with me and asked me if he could set me up with his friend many years ago. And I said, sure, set us up. Why not? I ended up going on a few dates. I wasn't feeling it, so I'm not proud of this, but I actually ghosted him after three dates. After you ghosted him, what's going through your mind through this? Like, you met this guy, you're <laughs> texting him, like, what's what's going on? I mean, when I ghosted him, I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, I think I was just really immature, and I didn't know how to handle that uncomfortable conversation of, I'm just not feeling it. Right. And... Looking back, I obviously regret it. I don't think it's an appropriate response, um, especially like when you do spend three dates together. Mm -hmm. um, That person is owed a conversation. Right. um, Whether it's through text, (laughs) which isn't ideal, or just a phone call. I don't know. I didn't handle it appropriately. A year later, my cousin asked me if I wanted to go get drinks, um, meet up, go for live music. I said, sure, why not? Let's do it. And then he asked me if his friend could come along. I was a little bit uncomfortable with the idea because I had ghosted him a year prior. But I said, you know what? Enough time has passed. I'm a different person now. Let's do it. We ended up totally hitting it off that night. And we started um, just hanging out but actually that night that we went out for drinks um, we ended up um, continuing the night my cousin and um, his friend ended up coming over for a movie night I noticed after they left that somebody had left their beanie oh, snap. <laughs> 
Um, so my like classic girl move, I decided to group text my cousin and Avi's, um, my husband's name. And I texted them, hey, whose hat is this? When really I could have just asked my cousin. (laughs) But it ended up um, sparking a conversation um, with Avi. We ended up uh, moving the conversation over to our own uh, text group. And we started just texting a lot. And eventually um, we ended up meeting up. Were you looking for love? Not at the time. time. So one thing that I feel so blessed about constantly is that I was never looking for love. This really just fell in my lap, and I'm so lucky. Wow. See, I feel like a lot of people here, especially in New York, first of all, it's a hard place to date. Mm -hmm. It's a hard place to find love, and a lot of people are seeking it here. Yeah. Um, And it really really tears (laughs) you down because it makes, you know, it like – really tests your patience and makes you feel like you're not worthy enough because you don't have another person. Yeah. But the fact that you weren't looking, right? you know, and it did happen. See, that's, I think that's something that a lot of people can also (laughs) (laughs) take away from. But I do believe in second chances because after ghosting him, um, a year passed and then my cousin asked me if I wanted to get drinks one night and go hear some live music and I said, sure, let's do it. And he asked if it's okay if his friend comes along. I was a little <laughs> nervous because I'm like, okay, I ghosted this guy a year ago. But I'm like, you know what? I'm a different person now. Um, it's been a year. Sure, let's do it. Um, anyways, we ended up having a really fun night. I totally hit it off with Avi. Mm-hmm. And the rest is history. I mean, we started talking. Um if first we were really just talking eventually we ended up going on our first real date okay <laughs> um and then we dated for seven months which was incredible but then <laughs> but then we ended up breaking up <laughs> oh my gosh okay seven months is a long time yeah, to just date it, and then just completely so what happened i guess during those seven months really yeah, that I mean, led the up seven to this months were amazing um we absolutely fell in love. It was my first real relationship, definitely my longest. Yeah. Um, but I just realized I'm a very logical person. I will say that since I got married, I've become a much more emotional person. But back then, I really was just very logical. And he put work first a lot. And mm-hmm. I really just wanted to be prioritized. And I just wouldn't... Um, compromise on that. I think we were both just not ready to be in a fully committed relationship. I said we can't continue unless we get our priorities in line. And I had to be really, really strong and just make that break. And it was painful. It was really hard. Right. So how old were you when you first started dating him? I think I was honestly 23 when we started dating, maybe 22 when we met the first time. The dates and everything are so um, unclear since I really didn't document anything, really. That's really interesting. I just feel like a lot of girls at that age are mm-hmm. very into this whole relationship thing like they yeah. they're constantly showing it on social media they're talking about it well, I didn't they're showing have social off. media oh i know that's a whole different story <laughs> wow i want to know what life is like 
yeah. <laughs> having a significant other without social media. Well, I, I never liked social media, which is insane that I'm a blogger. Yeah. I think I had just started my blog when I when we started dating. So that, I guess, gives me a better timeline because I started my blog seven years ago. I hated social media. I didn't like sh- the idea of sharing my life. I know this is crazy. I'm a this blogger. This is so crazy. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. Yeah. I think it's really interesting that you said your husband at the time, or when you were dating him, mm-hmm. he was very invested in his work yeah. and his career, mm-hmm. and you were wanting, I guess, like more attention yeah. and, you know, being in all the love and stuff. Uh-huh. So that's very different from when you first started. Yeah. You were like not really into him. <laughs> you ghosted him. And then you guys reconnected, and it's just like, kind of things to turn yeah so second chances huh yeah well i guess technically third (laughs) third chance so what are what's your take on second chances third chances or i mean i think that there's just timing is everything especially when we met the first time when my cousin set us up i don't think we were necessarily meant to be with each other because we were in such different parts of our life i think we Like I said, we were immature. We weren't looking for something at the time. And then when we met the second time, we were both in a better place. We both had matured. We both um, were finally, I guess, compatible is the best word I can think of. But then again, (laughs) our priorities weren't in line. So I think just with everything, it's just timing. It's like a topic where people are just, if it's not the right timing, it's not the right person kind of thing. Yeah. I like read so many things about that. I and I'm very agree. like, I don't know, I'm very 50-50 on, on that because I think it's a very mature thing to do to respect someone else's priorities. Mm-hmm. And going back to the timing for you, yeah. did you know that this would happen for you again, meeting him? And no. was this kind of like a sign thing for you or no? <laughs> Not at all. I'm When we broke up, it was cold turkey. We did not talk. I had zero intentions of getting back together. This wasn't a break. This was a breakup. This was our priorities are not in line, so it's not going to work. I just wasn't going to pursue a relationship like that. After being with someone for seven months, like how could, how could you, I'm not saying really how hard. could you, but like... It's what really is hard. going through your mind? <laughs> like, I bet, are you like heartbroken? Torn, oh, I was everything. heartbroken. It's actually so funny because just this um, Saturday night, actually, I was going through old my old hard drive, and I found a letter I wrote to myself after I broke up, which was supposed to keep me strong, and it just it really bullet pointed all the reasons why we weren't a good match, mm-hmm. even though we technically were a good match, but why it wouldn't work. I mean, just especially now being married, it takes work. I believe that um, we choose who we want to be with. Obviously, there needs to be a connection. But, like, I've never really believed in the idea of soulmates because I think there are maybe multiple people. Not Mm -hmm. that they're easy to find. I'm saying I just think that we could choose to be with different people. And at the end of the day, we're making it work. You're never going to find that perfect perfect person. Right. There's always going to be that. I, I don't even want to say sacrifice. It's just choices. It is. You know? I really like that because you're right. So many people seek these, like, soulmates uh-huh. trying to find someone to check off you're all the boxes. You're never going to find that. It's not possible. Yeah. Wow. That is so true. 
Mm-hmm. So you wrote this letter. Yes. To yourself. <laughs> I did. Did it help? Oh my gosh, it helped so much. I actually really? started reading it to my husband. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> I do not need to hear this. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, but it, it helped me a lot. I don't necessarily remember reading it okay. all the time, if I ever did, honestly. But just having that, because it's so important to write things down when you're going through it, mm-hmm. because you can start rationalizing later on or forgetting like why you shouldn't be together. It's so easy to just make up stories in your head and kind of reframe things. Yeah, and when you write something down, you have that confirmation uh-huh, and reminder. Yeah. That's actually a really good idea yeah. if you're going through something. Mm-hmm. So you weren't tempted or anything at all after this of course of course you were but you but you didn't do anything nope totally not but actually there's i wrote this in one of my little instagram segments this is actually kind of funny (laughs) (laughs) we did not speak at all as painful as the breakup was I, I don't want to say we left off on good terms because it was extremely painful, but we there was still so much love there that, you know, when a little bit of time had passed, I decided I needed to get something on Amazon. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm just going to use this Prime account. I saw account. this. Did you set this up or was oh, this no, for this real? Was for you real. needed to order something I off really Amazon. I really needed to order something on Prime and I didn't have Prime myself and okay. I needed to get it. I don't even know what I was ordering. I needed to get it in like the two day frame, yeah. time frame. So I used his account, but I maybe because my head was on like, oh my God, I'm using his account or whatever. And he was fine with that. I mean, I thought he would be. Um, Clearly, I felt comfortable enough doing that. But I all of a sudden I got a text from him. This is the first text I received from him Ooh. being like, hey, it's totally fine that you're using my account, but you accidentally shipped it to me and charged it to my credit card. No problem. I just wanted to <laughs> let you know. <laughs> oh my god. I know. I like literally freaked this out. This is all an accident. Like, I'm trying total to... Total accident. Okay, okay. Total 100%. But I'm assuming that my head was just maybe thinking about him, which is why I put all his information, you know, click the wrong buttons or right. just use the, maybe I just use the um, general settings that yeah. were already there. I don't know, but that's kind of how we started communicating again, which okay. is really funny. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. So I guess what I'm getting from this is uh-huh. I should order something <laughs> off Amazon Prime and ship it to my, yeah. my ex's just kidding (laughs) i mean start the conversation it worked for me (laughs) um okay that's really interesting and Mm -hmm. so after that so you went to his apartment picked it up no so we ended up just canceling the order um because he told me right away and yeah ended up um reordering it with the correct information okay but from there we just started I guess talking a little bit and he asked me like just things felt very unfinished like we had broken up on the phone also so it felt like we hadn't seen each other you know how many months is this Uh, it was over a summer so okay I guess two or three months if we're talking about a summer yeah um because he works upstate in the summer, and that's also what really affected our relationship. Okay. Because when we had different priorities, we were also, I just wasn't seeing him. He had a crazy work schedule. Mm-hmm. What were your priorities and what were his priorities? I mean, it was really just, I, val- I always valued life and just enjoying that work-life balance. And um, I wanted to 
just have a real relationship where I guess we put each other first. And I don't think he, now he is like all in, all in. (laughs) But at that time, I don't think he was just ready to, I don't want to say put his life on hold, but that's essentially what you're doing. Like technically when you make a full commitment to somebody, um, I mean, that's, it's a horrible thing to say. I, I know. But. I feel like when you're young, you really are focusing on your career. And right. I think that's a challenge a lot for a lot of people, you know, our age uh-huh. that are trying to make this commitment thing work because they are so, you know, they're so focused on their own mm-hmm. um, careers. And it's like, but they also care for someone. So like, what's your advice for that? I mean, I don't know. It's hard. I mean, I work for myself. You know, I'm a full-time blogger. We never stop each other from doing anything that we want to do. But at the time, his job took him upstate for three months out of the year. And that and he had no time to talk to me. He had no time to put in our relationship. Now, obviously, he's made those changes. You know, he's not spending three months out of the year upstate mm-hmm. because that would affect our relationship. So... There's definitely has to be that kind of um, give and take, but it doesn't necessarily have to mean sacrifice. It just, I guess, reprioritizing. Right. Or doing what you did and just mm-hmm. taking like this, you know, breakup, this right. break mm-hmm. that you really need for yourself to, one, reevaluate what you want yeah. and your priorities. So, you know, there's no rush. I feel yeah. like we're always rushing mm-hmm. to get through things, like rushing through relationships, rushing to reach this certain level, like a job status or something. I really like that even though you did technically break up, uh-huh. it was also like a good break for you. Oh, yeah. To 100%. Realize. And it also just, especially after you've been with someone for, I guess, seven months, mm-hmm. you start to kind of meld into each other a little bit. You start to... um just, I don't know, it was good to kind of recognize who I was um, alone, and when we ended up reconnecting, and when he did ask me if we could meet up in person, it was, it's so funny, I joke around that this was probably one of the best dates of my life, and I keep asking him to recreate it, because it was so awesome. He ended up taking me to the beach when it was late at night, and we walked the boardwalk, and it was just so romantic, Mm -hmm. and everything, it was like, (laughs) it's so funny, because it was such a painful night of kind of rehashing things and figuring things out, but when we did have that conversation, he showed me ways in which he actually changed his life, and nothing that he did had anything to do with me. It was just, he had done certain things in his life that just all of a sudden made us compatible. You know, he changed his work schedule. He, I don't remember exactly what it was, but whatever it was, he came to me with a list of like, and this is different, and this is different, and this is different, and this is why, because I was such a logical person. So this is why we will work this time. Right. And for me, that's all I needed. You know, the love was still there. It yeah. was all just logistics. Wow. That's it. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. <laughs> I guess that reminds me. Love is more than just attraction. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. your story definitely highlights a big aspect of that. It really is. It's not just compatibility. It's commitment. It's commitment. It's, yeah. It's made up of so much more, and I think you have to go through the bad parts so you know what you truly like in a person and how you can work with that person. So you guys broke up, got mm-hmm. back together, yeah. right? Were you kind of starting over? 
That's such or... an interesting question because um, a part of it was a continuation, but another part was we are kind of starting over because getting back together, it meant that we're serious now. And that's another thing. Mm-hmm. When we broke up, I was very much into why I needed that commitment is because I started thinking about marriage. You know, once we had been together for that amount of time, it wasn't just a, oh, let's have fun anymore. It was really like, I think I'm ready to settle down and I I want to settle down with you. But unless we can figure out certain aspects of our lives and how we're going to mesh together, I, you know, I, I, well, I couldn't do that without certain things being in place. Before you, I guess, decided that he was the one, uh-huh. did you, you know, pursue any other guys? Were you interested or were you just still heartbroken? I was very heartbroken. And just in general, it always took me a very long time to heal from breakups just because I always just, yeah, it's that emotional connection that is really hard because the only person that you want to tell things to is that person who you can no longer talk to. So it always took me a while. One of my friends did end up setting me up with somebody and I went on one date and it went well. It was great. And then (laughs) that's the time when um, Avi reached out again and was like, I want to meet up. And I didn't think it was fair to start something with someone else. So I ended up texting him literally a day after our first date being like, listen, I think I'm going to, um, I'm going to be talking with my ex. So I have to stop this. Um, wow. I <laughs> see. I changed. I got more. Wow. Mature. I had the uncomfortable conversations. <laughs> see. Okay. That's first of all, props to you for doing that. Most people would ghost again. Yeah. But I didn't do and it. And how did the guy take it? Like, was he actually, he was really, um, so actually what's kind of funny is I remember on that one date we went on, we were both talking about our previous relationships and how we both were um, never going to go back there because we know what we want now and everything. And I I felt like such a fraud because now I'm like, so actually, I think I'm going to get back together with my ex. Wow. <laughs> but he was appreciative. Um, I think why I was able to have that conversation, though, is because in the past when I would ghost guys, I would be ghosting them because I wasn't feeling that connection. Mm. And that's an awkward thing to tell someone like, hey, I don't really like you, as opposed to I have a reason why I can't continue this. Right. Mm -hmm. That's so mature, actually, to do that. And it's so true because like, how do you, how do you like say that? (laughs) You know, (laughs) that's a tricky tricky thing. Uh Okay. Back to what you were saying about, did it feel like you were starting over when you got back with him? I mean, the reason it felt like we were starting fresh is because we both knew going in now that this is a serious relationship and we're going for the long run. And we did end up dating for another couple of years before getting engaged, but we knew that's what where we were headed. Okay. Getting back together meant this was it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you guys like set that in stone yeah. it's just the timing of all of that is incredible yeah i'm just like trying to process it in my head and i'm like this is even i feel like i'm a part of your love story yeah i'm like a part of it because i'm a very visual person mm-hmm. so i have to like imagine and you know visualize it all in my head yeah and it's just like incredible how i'm looking at uh, calendar months I and need to document it one time you I really don't have do. the dates i 
yeah, sometimes I go through all our love cards and I wish I dated them, but I can kind of piece it together through that, you know, yeah. different names we were using at that time. I know. Um, it's like all the little details. Yeah. <laughs> it's so important. And same goes for you. You've heard so many love stories mm -hmm. and how people got together, how they met, these kind of things. But what really like drew me to your story mm -hmm. was mainly because you guys broke up. Yeah. And I think that's where I was like, oh, wait, but but they're together now. And like what happened yeah. from you to go from here to there? Right. Instead of just like one happy, long, <laughs> beautiful story, which by, you know, if that's your story, then by all means, that's amazing. And that's incredible mm -hmm. that you find someone, you connect with them like that. But not every love story is a happy one, you mm -hmm. know? Sometimes the endings don't mean that they're together, and it's also a beautiful picture. Yeah. Because you realize a lot of things coming out of it. <laughs> Man. I love being married. What's your favorite part about being married? Oh, that is a good question. I mean, I guess this is, I feel like, almost a cop-out because it's so such an easy answer, but I yeah. love living with my best friend. He is my best friend, and we just hang out all the time. And I always tell him, I'm like, how am I not sick of you yet? Because we <laughs> spend so much time together. Yeah. But I just love that. Yeah. It's just constant companion. No, I agree. I think another part is there's no one else in the world that you can be yourself with to that extent. You know, your friends will know you to a, a certain point, but we're really living together. We're building a life together. Mm -hmm. We are weirdos together. Yeah. We just like <laughs> joke around. We prank each other all day. Like we're children, but like we just have a really fun time and we are 100,000% ourselves together. And that's so, so cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that should be in every, I guess, like that should be in every relationship, yeah. honestly. <laughs> <laughs> What has marriage taught you? It's taught me a lot. I think mainly that to pick your battles, and this is actually on Valentine's Day, I kind of talked about uh, my best piece of advice that yeah. each of us have gotten. For me, I really learned to just find ways to make each other's lives easier. That's been the best thing. And it's kind of going out of yourself a little bit. If you have selfish tendencies, it's it's definitely going to be difficult because you're constantly just thinking about the other person. But what's really cool about that is, is if each of you are implementing that into your lives, then both of your needs will be taken care of and you'll both feel cared for. So that's been a lot of just like going outside myself and trying to be more thoughtful. And, and I was always such an independent person, so it definitely it was a learning curve for me, but it's just built such a strong relationship for us. So yeah, I've learned to definitely be less selfish and to just be more giving. And Yeah. Do you think being in love changes the way you view independence? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're codependent now, I right. guess. But you still have like your, I guess... We're still very independent very people. Very independent people, yeah. but you can coexist yeah I guess so yeah I mean the every same. marriage is different but we definitely um we find our individual lives extremely important you know we go out with friends separately no problem we do whatever hobbies he's a volunteer EMT you know so that takes up quite a bit of his time mm -hmm. and he loves it so yeah I have my blogging events and everything so we're constantly going our separate ways and having our individual lives but we're still just 100% a team. Yeah, got it.
Mm-hmm. Okay. Your experience that you went through, how has this helped you view relationships overall? Good question. <laughs> I mean, I think really the biggest thing I learned is that second chances um, sometimes are necessary and good. And I also just believe, again, in timing. Timing is everything. And just because maybe you don't hit it off right away, it doesn't necessarily mean that you won't be for each other because I think people, not only do people change, but people also open up more as you get to know them. Right. Um, And it's easy to just ghost somebody because you're not feeling it but maybe if you gave it a little bit more of a chance right if you waited a little bit you know know. and build a friendship yeah if anything Mm -hmm. i did speak about this in another podcast episode where it was about relationships in new york city Uh and a lot of people probably i don't know thought it was going to be me talking about date stories and Uh horror stories and (laughs) and hinge and all that and what apps to use but what i mainly highlighted in that podcast episode was how to view relationships here Mm -hmm. and how it's not just about it's not black or white it's why don't you try to get to know them why don't you start a friendship with them and who knows and build from there and i think Mm -hmm. that's so important for girls and guys to both see that yeah instead of just being like i find you attractive and that's it Mm -hmm. and i've learned so much about communication Mm -hmm. um how so it's just i mean in order to have a successful relationship you really have to communicate what you want, what you like, in every aspect. Yeah. We can't read each other's minds, so if something's bothering us, we say it straight out. Right. Um, but it's also it's about um, having tact when you're doing that, because then again, you live with this person. You don't want to attack each other, but you still want to say everything. So it's just about learning just ways to communicate where it will strengthen your relationship instead of pull you apart and dealing with issues and so much yeah (laughs) okay when you get together with a person you're clearly both bringing each other's like strengths and weaknesses Mm -hmm. into one yeah how was that like i'm sure you both have strengths and weaknesses he made me such a better person (laughs) he really did that's so important he says the same thing but i'm just like he really brought out such good aspects of me because he's much um, better again at picking his battles Mm -hmm. and for me I was very much like okay we have a problem let's talk about it let's talk about it let's talk about it but he was like you know what sometimes it's just not worth it you know calling out every little thing you don't like or he's so generous and he's so giving and he's so like that's his personality Mm -hmm. and he just brings that out of me as well you know we're constantly our home is pretty much a revolving door just constantly hosting and constantly just I don't know, there's a lot of giving in our relationship, and he's really the one who instigated that. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, because you see that every day, it yeah. also is a reflection on, on how you live life. Yeah, I definitely so. think we just, yeah, we definitely bring out really good aspects of each other. Getting so mushy over <laughs> here with hearing your story. Yeah. I love that you ended your Instagram post uh-huh. saying, the right person is always worth the wait. 100%. Waiting is so hard, though. Waiting is so hard. <laughs> but it's worth it for love. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It, it really is. I mean, we are so insanely happy together. And even though I was saying before how there maybe are multiple people for each of us and we choose who to make it work with or whatever, I mean, obviously that's simplifying the whole dating process. Mm-hmm. But we are so insanely happy together. And... Yeah. 
I don't necessarily think I would have that with somebody else. Right. Does that ever cross your mind? Yeah. Like, if you had a different, like, yeah, like, For sure, what we if? talk about it all the time, and I'm just like, I can't imagine being this free with somebody. I can't imagine just, I feel like we're almost the same person, you know? Yeah. Uh, in some ways, obviously, we have a, quite a bit of differences as well, but we're just perfect for each other without being perfect people. It's imperfectly yeah. perfect. <laughs> I love that. I love that uh-huh. very much. Okay. Esther, yeah. thank you so much for coming on here. Thanks for having me. This is so much fun. It's Ugh. good to delve into the history. <laughs> I haven't yeah. thought about it in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I helped you. Yeah. <laughs> helped you with that. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned and keep listening to the next episode in the series, Seasons of Singleness, where I share my experiences of how I've coped in the past with singleness. I did some harmful things and realized something very important from it. I share my approach to being single, ways to deal with the loneliness, what this season has taught me, and my experiences overall. Thanks for tuning in.